Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Sex Actually podcast. This week, we talk with Carlisle Forrester, hilarious stand-up comedian and host of the Two Girls, One Guy podcast. Uh, she joins us to talk about life, growing up in Mississippi, moving out to Los Angeles to pursue her dreams. And uh, gentlemen, she even gives advice on how to message her on Instagram to set up a date. You're going to love this episode. Next week is Father's Day. If you have any good Father's Day stories or want to send us a shout-out to your own father, uh, email us at sexactuallypodcast at gmail.com, and I'll try to include that. It'll be our special Father's Day episode. So anyways, enjoy this episode of the Sex Actually Podcast. S-A-P, baby. He gets so excited. The dogs aren't allowed upstairs at my parents' house. Mm-hmm. And so the cat just stays upstairs for like the whole two weeks that we're home. And they've never once hung out. Like the like Boone has never once made friends with the cat. No. He's too much of a dum dum to like He like runs up he gets excited and like runs up and she freaks out and runs away. Like, I like he a, doesn't yeah. know how to like tread lightly, you know. Yeah. He doesn't realize how big he is. I wonder how long if you put Boone with a cat in a room, how long it would take before like he just like chills out. I feel like a well, year. The cat tells him what's up. Yeah, the cat has to scratch him one good time, and then they're like, "Good." Yeah, and we've had stray cats come, you know, like vish be vicious towards Boone. Like Boone wouldn't stand a chance. He can't catch anything. He doesn't. He doesn't have a purpose in life. Like he doesn't. He's not good at he anything. He can smell. He can Aww. smell good. But what does that get you? I just took my cat home to Mississippi, and I flew with it. And I can do that because it's an emotional support yeah. animal. Meanwhile, we almost missed the flight. It's six in the morning. It's crowded LAX. And they make you take your cat out of the cat carrier to like yeah. walk through the metal yeah. detector. And he's clawing me, trying to escape, like in the middle of this crowded airport. And I'm just bawling, crying. It's like, yeah, it really looked like this is my emotional support <laughs> animal that helps me. He's like clawing me and attacking me and causing me so much stress right now. I'm like, please, I don't want to miss my flight. Like bawling. Is he not declawed? No, that breaks their spirit when you declaw them. Does it? Is it yes. the same as when you take a dog's balls? Yes, it makes them very weird. It makes them act weird, and they can't. They feel helpless and defenseless. So but they, always... do they? I don't know anything about cats. Do they? Not do their either. claws come out? Like they can yeah. hide them, right? Like, look at look at my arm right now. Oh, he just Jeez. started That's playing. <laughs> he's abusive. Yeah, emotional support. It yeah. sounds like he's doing worse. Yeah, I'm into that. I'm into abusive relationships. So well, that's that, really... this is the, the perfect place for you to come. Then, well, let's start the podcast off hello everybody welcome to sex actually podcast also known as the sap it's your boy dave neal tasha courtney and carlisle forrester what up that's uh i was thinking carlisle forrester is a good novelist name like do you write books uh i'm a writer but i i know what you mean it's that's like a good a very... like long mahogany name yeah carlisle forrester <laughs> it's like i could be uh <laughs> writing novels or on a soap opera somewhere yeah it's like yeah. that like telenovela from are you you're from alabama mississippi miss jeez i got that wrong Not, yeah it's all the they, same, same thing not us, really fact checking is on point so far for this podcast <laughs> i go wow that sounds so- southern I don't know. so miss, she's got a twang must be alabama i've got a big difference dave is, come on. are they next Next to each other? They're next to each other, but okay. it's a huge difference because but, we are not trash and they are. Okay, they are. <laughs> what do they I'm say about kidding. what do they say about you guys? Uh same. Mississippi and Alabama are 
Um, here's what I know about the South. Okay, I romanticize everything because of like Nicholas Sparks. Like that's <laughs> I I imagine is that based in the South? Yeah, a lot of his books are. Okay. I, I just imagine like... you know people losing their virginity in a Ford pickup truck and yeah, that's how it happens. Is that how <laughs> everyone how has to have it. sex for the first time? Just for the in first a, time on a back a road somewhere, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> in an old dirt road. Is it? Uh, did you grow up in a t- in a city or like in the country? It's it's a college town. Oh, that's fun. So you got a little bit of both, right? It's like the metropolitan area, but then you also have back roads and country too. Would you like uh, hang out in the, at the fraternities before you yes. are legally uh, <laughs> okay. admitted? All right. So because, well, this, because that, this, because, well, just, the men don't experience that. It's a one-way street. Younger women get to go party with the college kids mm-hmm. and all that. And guys are just left to hang out in high school like, no but it. i had it better than anybody because my dad my family owned the biggest most popular bar in the college town it was called foresters my last name so i would i mean i worked there when i was like 15 we would have crawfish boils and so i knew and i knew all <laughs> of our employees who were college students so i started going out to college parties in high school and then i would my parents would let me go to the bar if there was like a band playing that I really liked, they would let me go. And so I had the whole full-on college experience, even going to bars in high school. Do you have like, to tell the guy, hey, I'm not 21? Or do you just... I mean, is it like everybody ask, knew. It was like I had a sign on my back that I was Bill Forster's daughter. Like, everybody knew. But does that knew. mean they would stay away from you or that you were like a They would possession? stay away. Like, I was told later that my dad would give a speech to the employees and it was like a hands-off on my daughter type of a thing because they were all hot college guys, like all the bartenders, and they were just like... My buds, you know? And you're working in the... I feel like restaurant vibes. I've also romanticized that, but you're working in like a tight bar space. You're reaching for the cherries and the other person's walking behind you and you're well, grazing you each other's the bar, back. Right? I wasn't behind the bar and legally I couldn't serve the beer. Yeah. So somebody else had to carry the beer for me. I could only do the crawfish and the food. Which was like the you bulk of it. Have to be what eighteen in a day. You have to be eighteen. But yeah. I'm but like sometimes I do it. Like this is, if but the, looking, you but don't. You are so. This is so southern that your first job is raised in a bar. Oh, yeah. just craw. Like what the fuck's a crawfish? <laughs> I'm is it just, just like talking a about it. Like y'all just mango with that. Is. Well, I'm from Kentucky, so I know. Okay. Dave. Dave is afraid of seafood, even though he's from Rhode Island. No, I don't so. do shellfish. I don't do crustacea. Nothing. Yeah, roaches of the sea. They're bottom feeders, which grosses a lot of people out too. Like they literally just live in mud and muck. I don't like them personally. I think they're dirty and gross, but people go crazy. Like you have a crawfish boil. Every table has just newspaper on the table. You bring a big platter, you set it down. Like people go crazy for that. So in the you South. eat off newspaper? They're, you eat off a platter. You're so filthy and disgusting. Like it's such a you messy have to. food to eat. It's different than like what do you guys have like the clam, clam boil? It's kind of it like oh, we have a clam, clam boil. Like clam what is bake? it? It's very similar to that. I've been to the, one of those. It's like that because there's a lot of work involved. You're like digging to I've get. I've only the been meat. to one in 33 years of existence. A clam bake. There's just a lot of you have to like boil seat. You know, cook. You have to you have to basically take this giant bonfire, get it down to coals, and put just hundreds of pounds of sea, seaweed on top. Then you put crates of lobsters and potatoes and all these random things on top of that cover the whole thing with a tarp and it steams i think that's how it's done that's how <laughs> it's like well, no i'll just go order a lot no that's yeah. not that's too much it's an easier way but i understand i understand it's more part of the experience than yeah, the actual right. 
crawfish. Is it a freshwater thing or are you getting that in the Gulf of Mexico? I need a they, chart. Oh my God. I, I should a, know this. No, I think it's a freshwater thing. No, no. I think it's a freshwater thing. I bet they're thing. in the Gulf of Mexico. That's, it feels like a saltwater thing. I mean, thing. It, it would see. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. No. Oh my God. I should so know this. Tasha, look it up. I th- yeah. Uh, By the way, this isn't some giant reveal. We've just been keeping the muffins away from the dog here. So if people are watching oh, on yeah, YouTube, have a, have a muffin. muffin. Just uh, you know, they're gluten free and sugar free. I'm sure someone's listening on their car ride home, being like, "You won't fucking chew food while I'm hungry." <laughs> they're so good. I'll, I'll, I'm gonna wait so that I can just really get okay, into well, I'm it. I'm gonna have one then if it's just this uh, gluten free muffin has been built up. Like I really want to experience this because I might be making a life change soon as well. The thing is, um, are you going gluten free? I mean, I need to do something with this pear-shaped mess Um, (laughs) i feel you i feel you so much (laughs) i was just in mississippi for a week and in the course of that week i drank my body's weight in sweet tea and tucked away an entire rum cake which no one was eating but me, and it was gone. And you just have left. a little piece every day, yeah. and like it doesn't feel bad. But then when you are able to see like the total of what you ate, yeah. like the pan, that's how my parents are. They always we always have sweets and like good stuff just sitting out, and my Love dad it. picks at it. But for the most part, I think I'm the only other one that's picking at it. So yeah. I'll look at it at the end of the week and be like, "Wow, I ate that whole thing by myself." <laughs> yeah. What's your biggest vice? Chocolate. Chocolate, so yeah. but, but like sweets too. Like bread, could you do like bread or? <sighs> well, lately it's been like a lot of breads and cakes, like the worst things for women. How long? So you you just gave up drinking, right? Fresh yeah, water, fresh water crustaceans. I've got the answer. Okay, fresh media. Good. Seven no, people were listening, hurt. going, you're like, "We knew that." We, <laughs> we try not to have our cell phones out. We try to be in the moment. Sometimes yes. we need to know what crawfish. Sometimes come from. we had to know. Where so you, so you're, from. you're doubling down on crawfish, but you gave up drinking. <laughs> yeah. So, so no, are you, are you no replacing the vice like with more sweets and stuff because yeah. you're not drinking? Or yes, the vice totally switches because your body actually alcohol has so much sugar in it. Your body's still craving. Yeah, that sugar. your body is super craving that glucose. So like when you take alcohol away, your sugar cravings do you like spike. dried fruit uh, like cranberries i'm big I into should, that i should i feel like i'm supposed to be sugar free but i am not natural sugar free if that mm-hmm. makes sense i'm just not doing any added sugar well is that better is natural sugar better it is better because you're getting like the fiber and stuff that comes with it um but it's still sugar yeah you know it's still like a lot of people who are like truly sugar free don't eat any fruit and like you know I don't know. That just sounds like a horrible. This is the best goddamn muffin I've ever existence. had. This is such a good muffin. Uh, are you done bragging about your cooking? Oh or? my gosh, I can't. So he has <laughs> done a really good job. We definitely like we've. He was telling me we've cut out some of the bad things, but we've found substitutes for all of them. You know what I mean? I'm gonna need recipes for sure. I'm still chewing, so keep talking. <laughs> Sorry. This, this never, is really I good. We eat, had blueberry I never muffins eat on it, but yesterday. it's Saturday morning. It's Saturday morning. It's Live your life, Dave. Right? Come on, loosen up. <laughs> It's, so yeah, this fine. is you, you take the sugar out, but you just you just put like a cup of maple syrup. So like, well, I hope you're not putting a cup of maple syrup, just a drop. It half, has half, banana. That's half, no, that's half a cup of maple syrup, and that's a half anyway. servings. So oh normally boy. you put a cup. I think we should have the amount of maple syrup that goes in the recipe because the bananas and apples and stuff are already sweet. But your for your diet, your Lyme disease says you can have maple syrup. So if it gives you maple syrup, I think you take it. For All some right. reason, li- little lime 
uh, bacterium feed off of one type of sugar, but not maple. Maybe they, I don't, I don't know. know. Somebody said that maple syrup kills them, but I'm not sure about that. No one knows for sure. You could just you pull this shit out of your ass right now. We're in the wild frontier of medical <laughs> world. We don't know shit. It's we don't true. know shit. What do these doctors don't know anything? And then you find out like the pyramids are ten thousand years older than they thought. Like what's this? We don't even live in a society that makes sense anymore. Like what, like we've done okay with technology, so we think we're farther along. We can't cure cancer. Like what are we doing? You know what I mean? Yeah, it's probably a big conspiracy. Like, li- like you have Lyme disease. What the fuck? It's 2018. I can't believe that. I'm so know, sorry to hear sucks. that. It sucks. Some bitch okay. ass. And tick. you're not my only friend with that. It's very common. It's, it's more really common. Than you common. Think. I think that the latest figures that I saw were like that one in three ticks carries Lyme. But that's just what they're admitting. You know what I mean? I think that probably the actual figures are much higher than that because there is like I joke that, it, that it's a huge conspiracy, but it actually is. Like, well, and it's hard to prove. So yeah. there's probably a lot of like untreated cases. There's too. A, a lot of people say that it can be passed through other biting bugs as well like mosquitoes oh, no. and fleas and whatever and now they're else. finding uh they found a lime on the beach which is going to be the lamest uh horror you film mean ticks on the or beach tick on yeah t- ticks on the beach um but i think that yeah like the cdc has done their best to minimize like the severity of lyme disease and prevent people from getting treated they they actively go after doctors who treat lyme disease outside of like the cdc guidelines which say that um Less than six weeks. That one course of doxy like cures Lyme and that you you there's no such thing as chronic Lyme, which is completely untrue. Um and so I don't know, it is it is like a fucked up thing. And I think that probably a lot more people have it than yes. realize it. They say that like fibromyalgia and lupus and Alzheimer's and um ALS and all of these other things are Lyme. And so people are getting diagnosed as something else and they're not really treating like the root cause of what's like giving them all of these problems. Mm. I don't know. It's a, it's wacky. It's definitely (laughs) super wacky. That's a doctor said, I got Lyme. It's wacky. (laughs) Thanks. Here's your $800. I appreciate it. It's weird when you, it's, it's weird too that like a lot of what treatments and things you have to do are not covered by, you know, your medical, your insurance. So it's interesting when you see the prices for certain things. Now, not, not to be redundant because this isn't a Lyme podcast, but like, you know, when you have to spend $800 for a pill and then you find it online for 20 bucks, yeah. you go, oh, fuck you. It's fuck ridiculous. this. And it's like not a, I don't know. I when, don't know. When are you guys going to drop your Lyme podcast? Because I know a I lot of people I think Tasha should are... have one. I think Tasha should have a Lyme podcast. I mean, because I listened to one. You it's, really could. There's a... enough people that are probably in the dark about it that yeah. are just diagnosed. Didn't I have a title? No, I, we've got all these new books and like all this stuff. And I've been every printout that I need, like that I get from the doctor, I put it in a binder. But um, I I downloaded a few Lyme podcasts. And they're, oh, they're, they're they're way more exist. informative oh, than I boring. could. Well, but you know they're experts, so they're well, the fact that you do yours naked. I think will be <laughs> the yeah. big draw. Totally, you know, and some like pasties the that look like little ticks, little limes. <laughs> 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 It'll be, yes, I think you're right. I think we could get some viewers that way. And then you'll, you'll be like, get squeezed with Tasha. A little lime on them. You know. dress up as a tick for the intro. It's the Lime Podcast. The Lime. Being in LA, I feel like everyone just wants you to get naked. That's just, that's yeah. all it is. Yeah. I had to How get naked. How long did it take before I brought it to that? And I'm a woman. Do you get, Sorry. I mean, because you're a, you're a, you're a funny comedian, but also an actress, correct? Mm-hmm. Or an, an actor. Sorry. I don't, I think we we're trying to get rid of all gender. I was just debating this today because I was updating like a bio or something. And I am want to say actor. 
But then I don't like people will probably be like, Here's no, problem. I think that's way more common lately. There, are, people are saying, that's you want to piss, you wanna like piss a, a woman off, call her a comedian, like I E N N E comedian. Oh my gosh, you'll, you, I literally would have blogs written about me if I was like, oh, yeah, I've got a comedian on the show. They'd be like, bye, you fucking straight white. Yeah, I don't think that people use comedian as often as they use comedian. Other, but other languages have gender it built yeah, in. Yeah, but we don't live in those other I know, but languages. we pull we pull from the French and the Spanish. We have different words like comedian. Yeah, but and, we don't call like bridges men and like chairs yeah. women. It, we just don't do that. But that's what's so interesting is that other languages do and I wonder if they've got such an issue I read with a very interesting thing the other day about how your use of language informs your worldview and it touched on that. Like... I don't know. Never mind. I'm not even going to get into it. I'm not even going to get into it because I'm going to butcher it. But maybe butcher we can it. put the link in the link. Yeah, butcher it. Who the fuck that, cares? That if you grow if up. If you want to know more about this idea that Tasha abandoned very quickly, click the link on your screen. Yeah. I don't know. It was just interesting. You read the article. Yeah. Don't, don't, don't let me do tell work. you what to do. Yeah, uh, I'm not take the us there, Tasha. Take no, us there. I don't, I don't know any more to say about it <laughs> except that, like, you know, if you grow up in a language where, um, like, masculine and feminine pronouns, I guess, are given to like regular objects, then it it informs the way that your brain thinks. The same way that, like, um, uh, it, like the way that we lay blame. They said something about like. You know, if we went to the ER and said, I broke my arm, in other languages, you would not say, I broke my arm, unless you purposefully broke your own oh, arm. Oh, I see. You, you would say, say, my, my arm, arm is broke. Broken. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not that I did it. Mm-hmm. So it's just the way that, like, language is formed. I don't know. It it kind of, like, on a subconscious level, informs your worldview. Well, when, when we talk and have discussions and arguments, it's very important not to say, like, you fucked up or you you know you didn't do this and i don't think you i don't think tasha I feel like this, this is something you guys need to work on <laughs> do you, you know it's you have to be careful in in situations to not offend the other person and worry less about you know what i mean placing right. blame is for me it's not important Dave's like it's like this morning tasha when you <laughs> well every day there's a thing and she's got like an on deck circle of things to come back at so like even like if she's even like asleep and i wake her up and i just blame her for something she'll just like roll over in bed and like have a retort and then you know she'll like oh she's always ready on the defensive and i don't know if that's a woman thing so much as just a tasha thing but in every relationship (laughs) there's always like you you have to did you know what i mean okay well on this same note that i was talking about i think that some of the uh um, Nordic languages, like, I don't know, like Swedish or whatever, as well as some of the Slavic languages. I don't know what it is about the language that makes them more like this, but they are very, like, pointed and direct. And they don't take offense to oh, like it. the Russians. Yeah. They don't take offense to being like, you blah, 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 you blah, blah, blah. They just, uh-huh. that's the way that they have conversation is like That's very ki- pointed and they're like critical of each other, but they don't take it personally. The Israelis Whereas here, like if someone is like, says something critical pointed right at you, you would be like, Oh my God, this hurts my feelings so much. Whereas yeah, I'm sensitive with that. It's like, why don't you take the extra half a second and formulate a thought that wasn't accusatory? Do you know what I mean? To try and make it nice. I don't know. But I don't know. I think it's just part of our language. Well, we grow up in different... So, like, growing up in Mississippi, you, I, were you in a... It's a Republican state, but were it, yes. being in a college town, was it more of a liberal vibe? 
It is because of the college, you get a lot of different races. And, and what college good, is it? It's Ole Miss. So that's huge. The University of Mississippi, yeah. And how many people? I mean, that must I be a um, hundred thousand when you factor in like who the college employees. I'm not and, even gonna guess because, but I I do know that like the student population makes up half of our town. Wow. So like in the summer when they're gone, it's like a ghost town. And then there's all these condos and, you know, real estate that just sits vacant because it's only used during the school year. But I guess um, that's a good time to get into a new place. Like, make sure you move in the summer when well, rents are... And they just keep... It's very common, too, for people that have kids at Ole Miss to just have a condo and come and live there because Oxford's such a cool town. It's like a baby Austin, kind of, is okay. what I used to think of it as, like... It's very artsy. A lot of writers are from Oxford. John Grisham is from Oxford. There you go. Okay. Your fellow novelist. William Faulkner. Um, a lot of people don't realize that. His estate is there. So it's a very, it's a cultural place. It's not your typical, like, you know. Backwoods. Yeah. I mean, do you, have to, do you have to face that instant judgment? Just because yes. of your accent? Yes. Like- oh, my gosh. And also, just because I've lived out in L.A. for so long. I moved here... I'm embarrassed to say how long. In 2001, okay, so like right after I graduated, um, uh, I came uh, out Elementary here. school, right when you graduated <laughs> elementary high school. <laughs> high school, I, I like hit the ground running. I had always known that I wanted to move out here. Um, but, you know, obviously not a lot of people uh, from my hometown do that. Most people stay and go to that college. I was supposed to go to Ole Miss, but. No so interest. was your dad, were they rooting for you to go to Ole Miss? Yes, I was enrolled at Ole Miss. Wow. Yeah. And you just like bailed on it? I so bailed on it. I didn't want to go um, for a lot of reasons because the bar was there and because I had had that whole experience. I it's felt like you'd like already done it. I'd already done it. Um, and this is a whole thing too. Uh, I did broadcast journalism at Ole Miss when I was in high school. Because I crashed an audition and became the news anchor for the college station when I was in the 10th grade. <laughs> okay. Because <laughs> I was just on campus and like I saw a sign that said news anchor auditions Tuesday, 7 o'clock. And I went and there and I thought of it as like an acting job because I wanted to be an actress. And I was like, I'll act like a news anchor. And they're like, read this story into the camera. We'll post whoever makes it next week. And I went and my name was on the door. And I'm like, uh, who do I talk to about the fact that I'm 16? <laughs> and they're like, oh, this has never happened before. I don't know. Meet, go meet with the dean of broadcast journalism. And he was very impressed that I did that and was like, yeah, do you want to come on board? And, and you know, you can just leave and, and come to campus and do this. So I started doing that in 10th grade, which led You're to... You're like the Doogie Hauser of so broadcast cool. journalism. And I think it, it really, like, there's two ways that could have gone, right? A, the person's like, wow, this girl has balls. She really went after what she wanted. Let's give her a shot. Yeah. Or, no, this is against the rules. <laughs> yeah. You know? Well, I think, too, because it was a summer, it was like one of the summer sessions. So, like, a lot of the students were gone. They're like, yeah, we're short on news anchors. We'll let her do it. But then I, like, found, you know, my way with it. And eventually, that's what led me into radio, which is my passion now, because the news anchors also work for the college radio station. So I became a DJ on Rebel Radio 92.1, Mississippi's Ooh. new music alternative, wow, <laughs> uh, nice. when I was like 17. So I really felt like I had done Ole Miss. Yeah. You, know? you had gotten the things out of it that you needed, the yeah. skill set that was going to bring you here. But I got off on such a tangent of what you originally asked. No, me. no, so that's sorry. fine. No, 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 because it's it's good to like everyone, everyone needs, 
you know, to uproot and move for like a bigger cause or a bigger thing well, outside of everyone, your town. But some no, people, but the, everybody's I, got a dream. Everyone's right? got and the, sometimes your dream is to like stay in your hometown and start a family right away yeah, and whatever. And that's, and that's fine. fine. Bullshit. You know, a lot of people did that from where I was from. I just couldn't imagine staying in that town another second. And I love Oxford. I love going back to visit, but I always wanted to be in LA. I always like, I, I was like, if everything on TV is there, then why aren't we there? Like, I used to ask my parents that when I was a little girl. They're like, that's eh, California. Meanwhile, you move to LA and, like, there's, like, trash everywhere. It's, like, the <laughs> filthiest city I've ever lived in. And I've lived a lot of places. Oh, it is this filthy. Is how- it's not just palm trees and sunshine, like everyone thinks. And, like, everything. This is how we got off this. Sorry. Uh, you were asking about if people, like, people always be like, oh, this must be such a culture shock for you, like, come from Mississippi. But this, I've been here for so long now. Even though you hear my accent, it's not like I just fell off the pumpkin truck. You know what I mean? <laughs> and people are always like, well, you know, this must be a big change. I'm like, no, actually, this is kind of all I know as an adult, you know? But yeah. people see that. Uh, the um, the part of the industry that's kind of looking for victims. Do you know what I mean? The the the, the shitty casting people, those bottom feeders, the uh, the crawfish what are you talking of society. About? The crawfish they see of the a, industry. They see an eighteen year old walk in with some southern accent, and they go, mm-hmm. "Oh, you should audition for my project." And it, yeah. and it's like, I mean, like, did you have? I mean, I'll how did you learn for a lot of projects? Yes. <laughs> I hear about it all the time. I, you know, some like guy wants to go to have a writing session with you. You show up to the casting and it's yeah. not an apartment complex and you're like, yes. what the fuck is this? Yes. I think I can turn around now. It's there was this, so many times. There was this dude, I'll say his name, I don't give a fuck, John Depew, this fucking old dude in Boston and he would he would audition girls and, and do callbacks in his living room and um, oh the girl I was God. seeing was going to it and I was like, just so you know, like I was like ready to make phone calls and I was so, and this was on Facebook was kind of like, like everyone, the communities were starting to come together, and I was like, "Are we cool with this?" So I'm not accusing him of anything other than uh, deciding like that his living room was a cool place to hold callbacks. And it's like, while I think people when they're when they're looking for victims, they'll some they'll know who's like willing to go that extra mile um, with the, with their own ignorance, like not knowing they're mm-hmm. getting themselves into that sort of situation with a, with a guy who's in a position of power. And it's like I don't know. It's, I'm just I'm just labeling what it is because sometimes you don't know till it's too late right. when you're like when you're like at an audition and then or, or then you get to or even a shoot in some shitty sketch and then you find out afterwards that you're supposed to be topless in it or something you know what i mean yeah, yeah. Like there's a million examples of stuff like do you i mean Ty, is, am i yeah i can't even think of a specific example because all of these are ringing bells there like, there's so many it happens I mean, constantly well i remember one time when i was so young and i went in for an audition and the the producer and by the way it was an audition like he just told me about this movie like there was no sides or whatever it was called surfer girl i went there and he at some point like this was at his office he goes are these real i just want to check and just went like this uh, and it happened so quickly that i could you don't know what like, to do uh, yeah like it's always for me those experiences have always been very left field and like mm-hmm. until you're in that situation you don't know how you would react and like, it wasn't sexual he just did it really quick and that was it but just but because like, it wasn't sexual yeah. doesn't mean it's right and uh, so i'm sitting here at you know i think i was like 18 19 at the time and by the way my boobs used to be 
huge for whatever reason they've deflated when i moved out here from mississippi <laughs> and i was like corn fed like eating chicken corn tenders fed. and mashed potatoes every day all the gmo these were like all the hormones in these yeah okay and also you know whenever you're younger and you have like those hormones you're like more just like puffy plump. yeah you know had, like, like your face, face and like yeah like everything's plump so it was during that time and i didn't know any better you know and it didn't like scar me for life but Looking I mean, back, you're like, that was fucked up. It's a violation. Yeah. It's for yeah. sure a violation. And that's violation. just one of many. Yeah. That's I mean, just it's... the podcast-friendly one. Yeah. But you know, <laughs> with, with, com- with com- like comedians, I feel like once you're a year or two in, you, you can sort of suss that bullshit out. Yeah. But it's like, does every person have to go through that for, for them to learn? Like, how do you... You know what I mean? I think probably 90% of people who move out here it's do. Trial and error. I, yeah. I would say oh, girls. Like, if you're just... If you're hustling, when you're hustling and submitting yourself for your own things, like anytime you show up to a new city, it's starting completely over. Like, yes, you'll have an agency, but it takes time to get going. And like, doesn't mean anything. Yeah. You've, you're just trying to keep your cash flow positive, you know? Mm-hmm. So you're like, okay, $500 gig, I'll go audition for it. And you show up and it's some I shitty had, thing. I mean, when I was living in Boston, I was doing the Craig, Craigslist gigs. I don't even look on that, but for like a while, that's where you would go for gigs. Yeah. You'd get like a brand ambassador gig or this or that. Yeah, yeah. And uh, there was this dude and he was like paying a hundred bucks or 50 bucks. What's it do? Like just some, some, you know, and he wanted, um, he wanted you to come to his place for photography and I did it. And, uh, and it was it was borderline. I mean, it's. Have, you, have I told you this story? No, uh, this is all brand new. There's a few, few stories that Tasha hasn't heard seven times. <laughs> but like, I get there and he's got um he's got uh, uh all these different uh, action hero suits he wanted me to put on. But they they this is definitely on some fetish site. It somewhere. was super fetishy. Oh my God. But my face was covered, so I was like fucking whatever. But he wanted me to um he wanted me to wear a uh, like a dancer's uh, belt. I think it's called. Have you heard of these men wear? It's basically a jockstrap thong that dan- oh. that ma- that male dancers wear. And I and, he, and I was like, I don't have a dancer belt. Maybe he told me to bring one. I was like, well, I don't, whatever. And and he's like, here, you, here's one. And he gave me one. And uh and I, I don't know if he was being creepy or if his, this was just like part of the like gay community where you would like kind of like you know no, but what was it's code it? for something. It was a for, what, what was what. What was the dancer belt? Does it like it's basically like a thong? Like, no, I think it's you had to wear it by itself or under your outfit. Here's the thing. So I th- <laughs> I think what what the deal is, it's just like a male thong because that way you can wear these tight outfits if you're a dancer or whatever and not have like you know whatever panty lines. Yeah, but I was like freaked the fuck out. But I was like, I'm getting paid, motherfucker. So fifty I, bones. Yeah, like literally. So I had like boxers on. Not even boxer briefs, boxers. And I put the thong, the dancer belt on top of the boxers. And, and I came out. <laughs> so then I like came out. And uh, he's like, what the fuck is that? And, uh, and I was like, I'm not taking it. You know what I mean? I was like, oh, this is, this is all you get for me. And I think that's when he realized, oh, like this isn't a fuck boy. Like, oh, he's not, he's not going to suck my dick. Yeah. Because oh. maybe that was part of the thing is that like well, a, a guy comes in for the photography, sees this older man in a nice place with money, and that becomes a thing. I don't know what it was, but it certainly yeah. wasn't like him just – and I think he was like a professor too. What was that show we watched about like – the people they set people up to kill somebody what was that yeah, show did Netflix. you watch that it was like when it first came out it was definitely on like the top watching things and we watched it what was it? Show- well, it was called like what would you do okay. or something like that but they basically set these people up to push a guy off a building and the way Some that they did it. chose people Spoiler. 
was like based on their sort of gullibility, um, like really. willingness to go along. So they put them in situations that lead up to it that are sort of like, is she going to stand up to us or not? Yeah. And, yeah. Like they'll have a guy in the back and there'll be like vegan truffles and non-vegan and the, and the, the guy who's in on the prank will like be like, oh, we're out of the non uh, We're out of the vegan. Just put the meat truffles with the vegan. And like, like and, no, they said put the um, vegan flags on the meat ones so like so, little examples of of like okay i, I guess i'll do that and yeah. they say all right you pass that test and it's like literally but even like in the casting process they show them going through all of these sort of like psychological things right and i think that's sort of it like people they're looking for someone who's gullible right just predators in general are looking for someone who's like willing to go along or like to go that extra mile are you the actress that's willing to go the extra oh, mile yeah right and as soon as they find someone who says no, they're just like, well, you're not worth my time. You know, and it's like, but a lot of people who like want to impress or whatever, they just go They'll along. Do it. Every day and, but like 50, you were 000. like, no, I'm leaving my boxers on underneath this thing. But, I, and he was but what like, I did oh, okay, was I had to like crumple the boxers up into the thing. So it was a fucking mess. <laughs> and rolled then, them down. Yeah, still make it a little I, sexy in for him. butt cheeks and shit. And then <laughs> like, um, like, I'll give you some lower torso. He but. never made a, He never put a move on me, but he wanted me to do. And, and again, I've beaten the shame out of myself. So this doesn't embarrass me at all. But like he wanted me. I was wearing like a Spider-Man costume like legit really nice co- and he wanted me to like do spider-man moves so like and he was like these pictures live somewhere yeah they do i can only hope that like some embarrassing photos like the hard drives have just been lost you yeah. know like there's I hope- so much stuff like that oh my god i, I was thinking this the other day like uh, like it would be nice it would be nice for a day to be fame just to become famous to see like in a different world just to see what shit people find on you yeah and then and then go backwards and delete it beforehand i feel like yeah. that's my own like sort of emotional block it's just like mm, i'm okay with not ever making it just so all of my skeletons can <laughs> stay in my closet because you know everybody has fucking dirt just what's whether hiding you that pigs. you are just ready to give up your dreams <laughs> that you do not want people to but, like find take out, this Tasha. dude i think his name's garrett from bachelor he went viral because he was like a cool dude he's fly fishing this and that he definitely like southerner camo gear they did the whole package no, on him denver i think oh uh, what whatever denver's yeah, I mean, kind of gun, gun country whatever and um they found like all these instagram memes he liked just liked and it was like one where it was like them throwing a baby over a wall and it was like some immigration joke and there were jokes oh but they were like gosh. they were like racial but there was gun the jokes like even if you don't really have any skeletons in your closet people will find They'll something that they something. will you know every i feel like for years every time they announced a miss america the next day her naked photos were out you know what yeah. i mean but, but yeah. like, i guess the point is what's too far so now he had to come up with an apology to be like oh, i'm not fucking racist I, yeah i liked what was funny to my circle but i didn't realize that like 10 Ten years later, it would be held and it, against. And it's like, me, are you yeah. only apologizing because you're famous? Because don't get me wrong, if I got on some TV show tomorrow, all the accounts go down. I gotta, I gotta go through a couple thousand tweets because I do have jokes about, uh, you know, a black girl I dated or this. I mean, we mm-hmm. all have something yeah. of gender, whatever. They don't pick them. They don't well, pick them out of the podcast cares because it's about too- your like intention, right? It's all about optics. Mm-hmm. So like. It, it doesn't matter if like it came from a good place or like it you know it was a joke that you were working on and it wasn't completely right yet it's like they care about how it looks now but that's then- the problem is people care uh, society in general people that are selling media because that's what it is it's media they're just trying to sell their blog or their self-righteousness they're sean king's these fake fucking people 
Is that his name, Sean King? You know I have what I mean? No the, idea. Who he's you're like the about. he's the white dude who like who like fights all the Black Lives Matter, but he's a he's a white guy and he's no been idea. confronted. Anyway, he's with the Rachel Dolls all people where he's um anyway. But you get it's like what are we doing here? Why? What, it, like with podcasts, you generally get someone's context. You can literally take three hours to apologize or explain your point of view or whatever. Yet what's happening now is we're taking headlines. And I was actually talking to a, a, one of our listeners on Instagram a long while. He, I think he lives in D.C. He's, um, he's a Hispanic-American dude. And he was just like sharing his point of view and I was sharing mine. And it was about like, look, I'm not, I'm not pro-Trump. I'm just saying we can't be manipulating what people are saying because he's like that grandfather who – imagine if like you took what your grandfather was saying and spliced it up. You will have an agenda. Like they're just a little ignorant. They're stuck in their time. Are we going to really try to fix someone like that? I get that he's president. But you know what I mean? Like do you go home to Mississippi and have like relatives that are just like, whoa, oh, yeah. calm down? Like, yeah. I mean that, that's a joke uh, I actually forgot to do on stage last night but my grandmother is dying right now um but it's good because the south's going to be a little less racist you know <laughs> that's it but that's it and it's like you it's I a mean, generational I think she would laugh at that is she like she always says stuff like now i'm not racist i but... am prejudiced <laughs> okay nana those are the but same. isn't that actually like a really honest thing to be able to yeah. say is like it nobody will, means to be racist it will but... die out i yeah. think i don't know i think but then now all these people are rising up yeah it's people, like the like, young guys that from. are the new nazis yeah we, we've been watching hunting hitler it's oh a show. God. If and, you're into conspiracies. Oh my gosh. It started in the show started in 2015, but there's all this evidence that was released that uh, all this FBI information and CIA and and uh in the uh, MI6, they have all these documents that like Hitler probably made it to Argentina. They don't have any like actual facts that he was killed in the bunker that everyone said, and the skeleton with the remains of the gunshot exit wound that they found was a 35-year-old woman. So like what? shit's crazy. Anyway, wh- who knows, right? Because Watch the show. But but anyway, so it's like so. It, there's all there's these towns in Argentina and Brazil that have like Nazi symbols in their pools, and they speak just German. There's like these crazy little villas in the middle of nowhere that that's like a thing. And it's like we've got that in our own country with the KKK and all these tiny little subsects. We but don't what, have a Nazi symbol in our pool. We have a rebel flag. It's I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but that's another thing. Is like Tasha's mascot was the rebels, right? Yeah, we it was the rebels Ours too. Ole Miss, mm-hmm. and, and it, well, it was. It had. I think it did have did it have a Confederate flag ever? I don't really know. I know that, that was like, your they high tried school? to make it yeah, they tried to make it less racist, I think like in the Which 70s is funny because I was my, my mascot was the Patriots, so we were like warring before we even knew each other. Different wars, but yeah. still. Well but, the Ole Miss rebels had to abandon their mascot because it was the Confederate mm-hmm. it was Colonel Reb. And Tasha like, fought yeah, this. Yeah, ours was Mr. Rebel. And I think what they've done, there was actually a girl that I went to high school with that wrote like a whole, she was like big in the YouTube community. And, um, Akila? Yeah. And, uh, she wrote a thing about after uh, our high school reunion. She went back for the high school reunion and she was like, I think just in a reflective place about like being very much a minority. There were probably only five black people in our whole school. Wow. You know, it was just like, so. I think, you know, she has a right to be reflective about, like, her experience in what was sort of, like, a, a sort of racist place. Mm-hmm. I mean, I I don't want to point fingers and call somebody a racist, but I do know that, like... You did a black guy and you got shit for it, right? Yeah, I did. In high um, school? In high school. We didn't date, but I did. I got suspended um, 
for dating a black heavy guy. petting <laughs> with a black guy. And oh I know that gosh. like, I know and if he would have been white, it wouldn't have been exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, and <laughs> what's no, petting? Heavy pet. I didn't know what it was either, but <laughs> finger blasting. Jesus <laughs> Christ. Catch me up. There was no finger blasting, but he, um, was a- he was asking for it though. No, he the, really bent him the over. point was, he was that, being like, a rebel. there is definitely just like you said about your grandma, like I'm not racist, but I'm prejudiced. There's <laughs> yeah. a lot of that, you know, it's just yeah. like, it wasn't really a fair experience for them. Um, and mm-hmm. so she was like reflective about it. And there was a huge back. I mean, this shit went viral, right? What she wrote about like Mr. Rebel uh-huh. and like this court sort of like Confederate experience. And, um, and that since then, now there's no more Mr. Rebel. Like, they are still called the Boone County Rebels. They didn't officially uh-huh. change the name. But, like, Mr. Rebel has been scrubbed off the gym floor and, like, oh off the walls. Gosh. And it's just the Rebels. And there's no more, like, Mr. Rebel. The problem is, is history can be changed so much. And there's, there's, you know, when you really dig back through history and you see some of these, like, statues that were erected when they were trying to silence the black movement. And mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like, there's a lot of, like, fucked up things where it's you're not just tearing down a statue general lee you're tearing down a statue that was built in the 60s when they were trying to silence protesters and all those like weird little things that we have to look back and i just i don't know to pull it full circle i just don't know if if society really wants to do the research you know what i mean and that's the beauty of podcasts the people that do or listen if society wants to be like smart about their history either yeah i like, don't think i think in general that we're not very like forward thinking or aware like i saw something the other day and i can totally be accused of this because i didn't know that either of these things happened either but they said that like you know with the tariffs the stocks dropped ridiculously and everybody was talking about roseanne like that was the number one thing on the news that day mm-hmm. not that like these tariffs tariffs have just caused like all of our stocks to crash and then the the next day it was like the whole samantha b thing mm-hmm. meanwhile something else crazy happened it's like we're not paying attention and it's not really our fault either because it's the new you know what mm-hmm. i mean like if we're not getting real accurate news about the important things versus like roseanne well i said they need a rotten tomato for news and then elon musk literally said the same thing and i'm not saying i'm a genius like elon musk but I mean, <laughs> you think he reads your i'm tweets? not not saying and then that re- the problem is is the the, the rotten tomatoes will be 50 percent, right it'll just it's just gonna split down the line of ignorance versus whatever and we were just making fun of this that my mom posted a uh, thing yesterday about a simple hometown thing like their local like a local water was their local amusement park was closing and my mom posted about it and then and then 10 people were like this is fake blah 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 and it's like (laughs) what the fuck we're we're fake newsing random shit we're fake newsing uh amusement parks closing but it's and, and it's and I'm not on a liberal demo, I'm not on a Democrat Republican. I'm straight at the fucking mix with yeah, this. The, I the can't Democrats even. are fake news in it as much as Republicans. It's a whole thing. But I don't get into. I just don't know enough about it to even speak about it. You know, like yeah. anytime politics comes up, I just go silent because. I'm not informed enough, and at this point, I would have to study hours a day before I feel like I should even open my mouth yeah. about it. So I just don't. we have an election here in LA on Tuesday, and I was thinking the other day, like we've been getting all these mailers, and I'm looking at all these candidates, like I don't know anything about these guys. Mm-hmm. I haven't been to any meetings. They're I slamming each other hands. on on the uh, commercials. It's hilarious. It's so ridiculous. They're just like slamming each other. Like so and so went on vacation to Hawaii. But I it's think like, I can understand. <laughs> You can understand why And then I'm getting mad and I'm like, oh, why would he go to Hawaii? And I'm like, well, maybe them, like, but like the other, he's so is a great people. father. He takes his kids to Hawaii, but it's like, oh, no, it's on our, it's just a whole <laughs> fucking thing. You can spin it any direction. 
So like, don't just be a Fox News or a CNN. But don't, but don't you understand why people feel disillusioned? Like this is sort of the breakdown of democracy is that people aren't like even people who are smart are are overwhelmed Mm -hmm. even people who like want to be like civically responsible they like no matter what none of these candidates is gonna actually do anything for us Mm -hmm. because it's a whole like bureaucracy it's like i don't believe that whoever we elect for governor is gonna fix the homeless problem i don't you know they're all campaigning on like no but free trips to hawaii i think fixing the you know immigration and blah 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 they've got all this stuff that like sounds good that they promise to fix Mm -hmm. but i don't believe for a second that a single thing is gonna get done Mm -hmm. no matter who we elect tasha for governor (laughs) tasha don't know shit Trump didn't know shit. They just wanted someone who didn't know Tax shit. Tax relief for Lyme's disease. Tasha Courtney for governor. <laughs> so what's uh? So uh? You know we're, we're comics. We're all fucked up, right? What's 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 your what's your why you, why are you fucked up? What's what makes you want to do stand up? What makes you want to oh move away God. from your family? And what, what's what, what do you what do you what do you, what's the carrot you're chasing after? Well, whenever I originally came out here, I was just wanting to be an actress right and it's just like the whole first 10 years that I was out here that was all I focused on and I did some indie films and whatnot but people always told me you should do comedy and I was always so scared of what people would think so scared to be it's very vulnerable way more than acting yeah and I just I finally got to a point where my life was so shitty It was like I could only laugh about it and let people in on the joke. Like literally my first set was about my car being towed, being broke. Like my car got towed from Running Canyon because I was going to do something free because it was all I could afford to do. And they took my car. Jeez. What, like repo? <sighs> because or of like too parking many, tickets? Because of the registration on it. And it was like this whole big red tape thing because like I had lived in Austin the whole time not having my car registered and then I was supposed to like prove that it was registered there and because I didn't I owed two years worth of registration to LA because I was gone for two years that's such a boring podcast story by the way I'm so sorry it happens to everybody who moves out here because you are supposed to like move your registration over which does cost a lot of money and change your driver's license you have to do that at the same time and I remember getting pulled over like and I had my like Kentucky driver's license and my Kentucky plates and thank God I had a suitcase in the back because oh, I had just come story from a checked shoot out. and I was like no I'm just visiting <laughs> because the, if you say that you live here they'll give you a ticket and yeah. then you have to go get it all fixed I did the same thing when I moved here and I was talking on my phone and, the, and a bike cop pulled right up and I, and I was like oh you can't do that and I was like huh, I just got here from Rhode Island I don't know why it sounded like that but no your story I mean look so you're going to hike you do the whole, f- you're yeah. feeling good, and then you come back, and you're like, I thought I parked. Yeah, oh, I know. I come back, and I'm all zen and happy, and they're literally putting my car onto the thing. And I'm crying, and I'm like, sir, please. And he hears this like 5,000 times a day. Yeah. They don't give a fuck. And once it's on the truck, there's nothing they can do. It's not coming off that truck. Is that true, or do they just say that? Listen, That's what they always you can tell sit me. in your car, and they cannot legally take it away <gasps> because the, it's kidnapping. So you can sit oh in your God. car. Gosh, I should have done that. I was in a crazy enough mood that had I known that, I would have. I, instead, I just had a nervous breakdown. And then one of those Hollywood tour buses just drives oh, by. You know, they always like, go by running Canyon. Running down your yes. And I'm just throwing a temper tantrum like a three-year-old. And they stop. And the guy's like talking about, there's Charlize Theron's house or whatever. And like, it was just the worst day of my life. 
Um, the joke was like that the, the driver was probably like, you know, 1,500 girls move here a month to become an actress. There's one on her way out of town right now. Um, on a flatbed truck because her car has been repoed. I thought my life was over. And then I just, the only place I could go was to the haha because I could ride my bike there. And I just started going and talking about all this shit and just like almost using it as like, and it's so bad whenever comics say this, whenever they use it for their therapy. But in the beginning, like those first couple sets, I totally was using it as therapy. Didn't tell anybody that I had never done comedy and nobody could really tell, you know? And then they asked me very shortly after that to host the mic at a ha ha. And then so I just wow. became a comic. So that's where you got your start. <laughs> yeah. I did my first mic ever at the ha ha. The old look. I'm assuming it's the old location, right? No, old... mine was the new. Oh, really? Yeah. What? Oh, wow. But Shaky Town was still there. Right. Yeah. But uh, the now... first mic that I ever went to is the new. Wow. Yeah. But um, yeah, that, that just led to this whole thing. It was so crazy because... You know, with acting, you have to have all this permission to do it. Yeah, there's you have no to self-control. Audition, then you have to be picked. You have to have a script. All these other things have to come into place. What amazed me about comedy is you can just go do it. Yeah. Just, you feel like telling jokes? Go do it. Find a mic. Get up there. You don't have to ask for permission. You just are a comic kind of when you say you are one. Yeah. It's I don't know weird. if I if I got more stubborn the older I've gotten or if I've just realized I can't be told what to do. Mm-hmm. I can't. I can't have, you know, and it's, you know, when you see the... Unless cr- I say, clean this stuff. <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck? But even sometimes when I let my guard down, I'll actually speak my mind and be like, ugh, no. Like, I just don't, you know what I mean? Yeah. And with comedy, that's, I mean, and sometimes you're told like, hey, don't, you know, whatever, you know, you got you to still, you know, operate Play in society. It doesn't bit. mean you can go up there and be a fucking asshole. But sometimes you can, you know. I mean, I've, I was, I, you know, had a heckler in, in Portland and I'm, I think I called her a cunt. I mean, she was heckling me. Then the, the whole audience is cheering for me calling her a cunt. Oh my God. And it's like, what world is that? I mean, don't get me wrong. The fact that 300 people <laughs> were cheering. don't do that anymore. No, no, no. The fact that 300 <laughs> people yeah, were cheering for me. she was obviously in the wrong if everybody was on your side. Yeah. And the video of that is going to be released later <laughs> yeah. and you are going to lose your show. As no. soon as you go on The Bachelorette, <laughs> no, when, when they're the, going to rip no, you but apart. That's the thing, but that's the thing with comedy. It's like if the audience decides someone's right or wrong, that's the purest form of democracy. And don't get me wrong, as a comic, you know, like I've, I've dealt with hecklers the wrong way where... I'm just, I got on stage, but I saw the heckler being like a dick the whole time. But I, I see it as a comic, not as an audience member. So I'll come on stage and try to like lay into him, but I haven't gotten the approval of the audience yet. And they're like, whoa, asshole. You're just going to go on stage and start yelling at people? Yeah. So like you, there's a, there's definitely like an art to dealing with people, but just like in a relationship or anywhere, you have to like let them dig their own grave. Mm-hmm. You have to let them say the wrong thing. And then you, and then you let them know why they're wrong. And then people like see you as the comedian as the person who holds the gavel, who's in charge. Right. With acting, you're just hoping that somebody responds to your submission. It's so pathetic, this yeah. this, this this situation. Of, which is why whenever anyone gets famous as an actor or something, they, you know, they start wanting like, you know, the red Skittles only or whatever, you know, they, you know what I mean? They just start, they get to that point where... Yeah, they've like, got a chip on their shoulder because they've been working at it with no recognition for a decade or longer and before they finally got there. And break. I couldn't imagine if like something went super viral tomorrow and like a comedy club in town wanted me because I, they knew like I would fill the seats and be like... 
dude, fuck you. I'm going to do this out of the back of my car before I put money in your pockets. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And it's like, not a, it's not about having this vengeance, but it's just about being honest and being like, uh, were you there? I said this about, I, t- I say this to Gilbert, my, my buddy Gilbert. He used to be on the podcast a bunch. The dude like didn't respond to my birthday. I was like, come to, come to our birthday party. He was party. so bitter about it. <laughs> he sent him like the most bitter petty text. But Gilbert, I was like, oh, I was like, oh, I got so drunk. I didn't even see you there. And, Cause he never, and he was like, oh, sorry, man. I, and he did apologize. But after my second text and like, he wanted to do a podcast with um, our other buddy, Josh, who's leaving town. And then I asked him yesterday, you want to do the pod? And he was like, oh, Josh already left. And it's like, dude, man, like, I don't know. He was very short and not, and it's like whenever in, in uh, Gilbert, if he's listening, he knows I love him. <laughs> I hold my friends to such a high standard. I don't need well, you I don't every think day. it's holding your friends to a high standard to expect them to like respond back to your text or to have sort of a 50-50 relationship. Like I know... And, he, and that's just not him. And I have to understand that some people just, they're not going to respond. They're going to whatever. They're like in their own world. And it's narcissistic yeah, but I to think that they're Whenever people mind. act shitty and then people go, yeah, but that's just him. It's like, really? Because that's make shitty. Don't excuses yeah. for them. No, <laughs> yeah. no, no. But what I'm saying is like, I need to know and you replace Gilbert with whatever friend or mom or whoever this is in your life. I need to know that like he's a good guy, but also he's in his world and, and he's got the bar set at this level and I have it set at this level and there's no negotiating. So I'm going to be let down at that difference that we don't and meet. And also you never really know what. And now I'm making excuses because I'm thinking about my own friends. But like I know that I definitely like – I am guilty of not texting back someone, not on purpose. It's just like it happens. Shit's yeah. going on in your life. You read their text when you're in the car in between two appointments and then you don't remember until the next day when you see it in the morning. Yeah. You know, like shit happens. But everyone's until you different. Do- like every every relationship, like Jay Hollingsworth calls. Are you friends with Jay? Do you know him? Mm-hmm. He f- he gets on the phone and he calls you. He loves it. He's driving down the road. He's all hands free. He's talking. To, hey, and he just goes out. And then when he, I, kn- I knew he called me a few weeks, uh, a few months ago, and he was just blabbering. I was like, "You're driving home from Arizona because you're killing time." And he's like, "Ma, gotta go bite." And it, like he, that's just what he does. And like Joey Diaz, famous comedian, always see if you don't answer Joey's call when he calls you, he's like, "What the fuck?" He doesn't text you. Like, yeah. there's everyone's got their own. You just have to know how the other person acts. And I need to be like, look, all right, you didn't you didn't respond to my birthday text. I mean, Tosh just got friends that didn't respond to our birthday invite till like afterwards. I and have it's a, like- this one friend that has we've been friends for probably five years. Mm-hmm. I've invited her and her husband to every birthday, and they've never fucking shown up to one. And I've been off, to every one of their the friends list, every one of her birthdays, nope. every one of his birthdays, Nuh-uh. every time they do any sort of little. D- Carlisle, what, what do you do with they've that? They've always do do? got a fucking excuse every time it's my birthday. And by the way, I just want to publicly thank you guys for the invite to this epic <laughs> birthday party. Oh jeez, we missed out. God. You would have loved it too. We went line dancing, and there's a Confederate flag. At the oh my party. god, it's <laughs> right. They don't have the same color schemes, but like there's like a star here and stripes. Uh, Tosh over and I call that a rebel flag where we're from. All right. Uh, well, you're invited next time we go line dancing. It, is it sure. the same uh, birthday no that you share? Yeah. Well, because we're exactly one week apart. His is the first and mine is the eighth. That's And it's cute. also always Derby Day and it's always Mother's Day mm-hmm. and everything else happens that same time. So we but, just try to minimize the inconvenience to our friends i was actually impressed at his excuse because he just said like sorry we couldn't make it um he was like i needed quality time yeah they said they needed some me time which i get but every year on our birthdays it's either their sisters got uh, you know something going on or their mom's in town or it's mother's day i'm going to tasha this year they needed to get some d i'm going to tasha's friend's son's birthday like i gotta like be swinging pinatas with (laughs) five-year-olds 
<laughs> what kind of fucking contract is this? And then they don't show up in it. Because you know, like a couple of years ago, we had a birthday party and none of Tasha's friends showed up. All of mine showed up. And I felt horrible for her. I don't even remember this. Yeah, Derby Aww. Day. We had it at the um, barbecue place. Oh, yeah. None no, of your friends of showed up. No, they show. all didn't show I up. I had a yeah. birthday party once where nobody showed up. <laughs> this is a funny story. Okay, so I used to work at Malo in Silver Lake. Yeah. Do you guys know it? Yeah, we Shout love out to Malo. Good spicy margarita there. So great. I used to work there. I was fired after this incident, however. Um, it was my 25th birthday deep into my alcoholism at this time <laughs> and i worked there so i had like prepaid because i got a discount or whatever for like all this food i wanted to have like a table of food and then invite people like who does that like i'm 25 years old why am i paying for a group of tens dinner but i did and i got like pictures of margaritas and i'm sitting at this table with like my one best friend and nobody is coming and it's like 30 minutes into the party, 40 minutes into the party. And the staff who were my friend, my coworkers are like, dude, can we bring the food out? Like, <laughs> and I'm like, nobody's here yet. You guys just wait. Like, and it was so embarrassing. It was like $300 worth of appetizers. They're like, we're just going to bring it out, Carlisle. Like we, we got to go. So it turns out everybody was just running late. But in the process of me waiting on them to get there, I just started drinking those pictures of margaritas, man. And it was like me and my best friend. And then like, you know, a couple other people showed up. I got so loud and rowdy that like they fired me on my birthday. Do you know how drunk and obnoxious you have to be to get fired on your birthday from your job where you've also just spent hundreds of dollars? Yeah. <laughs> what a bummer. Like I remember that like I don't because I was in a blackout, but I just the boss was just like, I mean, Carlisle, like what? <laughs> what are you doing? Oh, dude, that sucks. You must have. I can totally imagine getting. No, that I was standing on chairs and oh. like spilling things. <laughs> <laughs> and that is why I'm sober now, everybody. That's a good in, in one less job. <laughs> I mean, there's yeah, one less job. But and I want to go back to my life. There's like a comedy show there now, and I need yeah, to go make. Yeah, were you amends. upstairs in the little banquet rooms? Is that where? No, you were? like there wasn't even an upstairs at this point. This was it was like out on the patio area. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, that used to be. I don't. Eric Hahn used to do the show there, and that was a fun place. But it always changes hands. You can't. You can't like the the, the comedy they in LA. Probably age. wouldn't remember me. It's probably like a manager that fired that's, me. Yeah, that's wild that. though. I mean, and now you're just going as a customer. Who cares? It's not like you're banned from there. But you've <laughs> only been it's sober. It's not like it's Barney's Beanery mm-hmm. where I'm banned for life. Are you really? I'm banned for life. <laughs> My gig at Barney's Beanery used to be because I wasn't. I lived in LA for four years before I turned twenty-one. That's a lot of time to be finagling, getting into bars and shit. Yeah. Um. Because in Mississippi, I owned the bar, so yeah. I was like already used to literally. going out. You said it like I owned that place. No, you. It was <laughs> in your name. I literally <laughs> did. It was my my Foresters. name was on the sign. <laughs> um. So whenever I moved to LA, I was like, I'm gonna go to bars and drink. So I lived right down the street from Barney's Beanery. And I would walk down there at like 4.30 or 5 before they started carting, have dinner, and then just be there. And like, Because all my friends were older yeah. during that time. Because people my age were in college and doing the right thing. <laughs> so I would just call my friends be like, hey, I'm at Barney's Beery. And so that was like my hangout place. And then they just caught on to it one day. And they were like, where's your ID? You're wasted. And I was like, I don't know. I was like 19 years old. 
the guy kicked me out, and he's like, never come back here again. I think we got yeah, to get back to Barney's. Yeah, but if they don't have your ID on file, they're not they're ready. Never you can gonna go remember. back to Barney's. This was, um, but I'm starting to yeah. think you're the problem in these <laughs> Oh, you think? But you only just got, are you sober or are you just not drinking? Are you, I'm like, not drinking, yeah, so I don't want to di- I mean, do not, a pillar of sobriety because I, you know, I do still smoke weed. Well, I'm weed. not drinking either, so we can be non-drinking buddies. It's great. Yeah. I really don't miss it. I went sober from everything for a while, and the only thing that I really missed was pot because I think yeah. it does help me. Uh, no, I agree. Life. I have nothing against weed. I do. I'm a huge stickler for not driving. Like, you know, I don't let anybody dr- like smoke, smoke and, drive and drive. Oh, my God. I don't ever get in my car. it's just as bad as <laughs> drinking and driving. You know, it's scary. I, I know that I, I like feel uh, I don't feel anything from it, though. I think that my uh, well, I definitely I just don't I don't love to be high in public. There are right. certain instances where I can handle it like shades on. OK, I'm cool. Like yeah. where I know I'm not going to be bothered by anyone. But in general, I don't do well. She's with, an like, amateur. This one. I <laughs> am an amateur. But like talking to a to a, like a doorman with ID fucked up like I just can't. Yeah, I can't. So there are only certain certain situations where I'm like okay being high in public or doing anything where i have to function basically but uh i'm all about being high just in general yeah. well the show that the show that carlisle and i did last night it's called um pui was yeah. performing under the influence mm-hmm. so you're supposed to do a four minute set sober and then you have a little grace period to get fucked up and then you do another set but i was one of the last people to go sober and one of the first and, and then i was the first person to go fucked up so i only had really th- three or four beers and i smoked but, and then um, he came home and barfed, almost barfed. <laughs> at 5 a.m., I woke up. This happened, actually happened on our birthday, too, because he ate a bunch of gluten-free cupcakes. On our birthday, and, I got... I got um, and drank a bunch and had... Um, I mixed whiskey and beers, and then I had all these um, gluten-free cupcakes, and then I had a tri-tip sandwich, and Ooh. I got home fi- at 5 a.m., clock struck 5, like a drunk Cinderella, right? Bing! And then I just <laughs> went into the bathroom and started fucking... Oh, just I mean, not even the toilet bowl. Was I mean, it hot, Tasha? Was it so hot? I slept right through it, and then he was like <laughs> mad at me the next morning that I like didn't wake up. I was like, I'm sorry. I, I had didn't two minutes. Know. I had like a two Aww. minute notice before I was gonna barf, where I like closed the barn door. I, I it was like. Like the blizzard was coming. I was like buttoning, you know, sashes you were like coming down. You like salivate. Every time before yes, I barf, I like that's how really you know. salivate and you're like, oh, I'm going to pee. So last yeah. night I had like three or four beers. I smoked, but then I got a burrito. I got the beer burrito at the 24-hour joint. Who knows how long that beef's been sitting on the thing, oh. right? So I got a burrito. I'm just eating it, watching Hunting Hitler. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, my fucking Gestapo buddies. And I'm just, I'm just, I'm just knowing this isn't going to. And then, and then, I, and then I'm, I'm not lying. I get up. Look at my clock, my my phone, 5 a.m. And I go, time to shoot the boot. And I didn't, <laughs> I'm not one of those, like, every time you drink, you shoot the boot. Like, I haven't, I hadn't vomited in four years. It had been four years, but now it's been 18 days. So now I'm like, oh, this isn't a thing that you do when you're 33. You just, so I go into the bathroom and I just start sweating. Like a, like yes. a, like a basketball player at the you know That's at the sign. foul line and i'm just like and it's come and then i just like i go let's get the open the lid on the toilet <laughs> i lay and i just lay down and i just lay there kind of just like on my elbow like on one side just just kind of riding it out and after a few minutes i was like i think i'm okay and then i and then i went to bed and i didn't puke so oh, thank you. For you yeah did you really smoke evolved. weed at that point because weed really helps with that for no. me like the nausea. oh i felt horrible no i haven't and what happened was i was peeing but during during the pee like i was probably 85 percent done with the pee that is when i was like i could start vomiting now and i don't if i don't <laughs> that I don't, sounds messy I don't, think, I don't think women have this issue but men if, if a guy 
has ever sneezed while peeing, it's it creates this uh, pressure through the the urine that you sh- that that yeah that we it, have that. But women have like a when they pee. It's not like a tight. Yeah, because like, women that have had children say that whenever they sneeze, they pee, pee on a themselves little. a little. But bit. does it? But I'm, here's my question: Does it hurt? Have you ever sneezed while peeing? And it's like, fuck, that hurt. No. Men, sexactuallypodcast at gmail dot com. <laughs> Somebody write in and and corroborate uh, your story with mine because I think because what what's happened to me is like yeah, if you sneeze. While peeing, it's like trying to put a gallon of urine through a pinhole, and it, it like it just hurts. I don't. Anyway, I'm just Have letting you guys know. Have we talked about sex enough on this sex podcast? No, all of my dick talk is pure like bio. Does that count? <laughs> What's your sex life like? Let's get into it. We're an hour in. What's going on? How long do we go? We go as, we go till these muffins like are it. gone. How's my sex life? How much time do you have? <laughs> What's going on with it? You're single? Are you friends with benefiting it? Are you uh, looking? Are you, no. are you over it? Are I'm you like, bi? I'm like ready. I'm I'm ready for someone to wake me up and be mad at me in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> you want to just have someone to boss around and watch Hunting Hitler with? Yes. Yeah. I just want somebody to like watch Netflix with and hang um because the age of which people settle down in la in other i'm sure major cities is just a lot later than yes. say you don't have the farm to tend with another person you well, don't have that contract and i'm different too because like i don't necessarily need or want to get married i definitely don't want kids that's the one thing that i don't know i mean that i do know that's good um yeah, I just because I I want to focus on my career, but I think that you can still have a relationship. You can still have a family without having kids, right? Yeah, absolutely. So like, I have very much that need to have a family with somebody because I I still haven't had that yet. It's have you come no. close? Have you had guys that uh, got yeah. down on the knee? No, I haven't had that, but I did have a like my longest relationship was three and a half years, and it ended because he was like. Oh, you're serious about not wanting to have kids, and I'm like, yeah. You're like, like I told you that first from the beginning. Day, Why like, did you think you were going to change my mind? Nothing has changed, and also with that relationship too, I learned how important it is to have somebody that believes in you and your career. Because this guy, it just any chance he would just be like, when are you going to give all this up? You know, because I wasn't Yeesh. having a lot of success, and that is so dangerous to be like sleeping with someone and exchanging that energy with someone that you just realized, like I've just realized one day he does not believe in me. He the, wants me barefoot and pregnant the, in the kitchen. What's good about yeah. him is that it, it'll, it'll ignite your fire even more. Not, yeah. that, not that you need those naysayers, yeah. but I have the same thing where I go, Oh, I'll be the only one who believes in me. That's perfectly fine. Fuck all of you. Yeah. And you you'll be watching that. me on fucking TV with your fat wife and fucking. <laughs> 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 oh my God. I just sounded so spiritually enlightened with that statement. Um, We're going to just, I'm just clip I'm that off and put that as the intro. <laughs> You're going to be watching her with your fat wife. <laughs> Subscribe to Sex After the Podcast. Check your local no, listings. There isn't any motivator quite like proven somebody wrong. Being more successful you know than I your mean? ex? I yeah. know. Well, that was um, January Jones. She was dating Ashton Kutcher and he said, What's look, you're not going to... He was like, you're not going to... You can Google it, but he was like, you're not going to... This, this really? isn't going to happen for you. And um, and you could you could even say she's probably right now a little more successful than him. Uh, maybe not. I don't... But either way, I mean, she's doing just fine on her own. Wow. But, what a um, dick. Mad Men and then um, uh, uh, Last Man on Earth and whatever. But yeah, I mean... And I don't know. Maybe, maybe it was said in a way that he meant well and maybe your guy at the time meant well for you. I but, don't know. I just think... And then... 
the the real kicker is that and fuck it, I've talked about this on my podcast before. He ended up marrying a stripper and having a baby with her within like months. So it was literally just he just wanted like a hot blonde to have his baby. It didn't matter who it was, you know. Right. And I get very grossed out whenever guys like, especially on The Bachelor, or The Bachelorette, whenever people just say. I want kids one day. Like, they just want kids, and it doesn't seem to matter who it's with. Yeah. That's so gross to me, and I've dated so many guys like that that are just like, I want kids one day. That There's nothing that turns me off more. If you said to me, like, I want to have your kid one day, that yeah, would be one different. thing. But nobody's ever said that. It seems like most guys that, like, they just have this agenda. They just want, like, the wife and kids. And it doesn't, like, if you fit into that slot... Usually, and they're ready. You're that girl. I always hear it from the Gross. other end. I don't know too many guys that are like want the, that are the ones who want the settling down. Just because women generally have a, a shorter time span. But to you would give be surprised. And, yeah. a lot of guys they do want that, and they don't want to date an older person like me. Like they want a younger because that's like the whole thing. They want a womb. Well, basically. when you talk yeah. about when you first came to LA and your tits were big and your face was round and everything, <laughs> but like that's in like genetically the 16 year old is like that's the age you're supposed to have the kid. I know. Yeah, 14 it's so to weird. 18 year old. The fact that we like, get our periods from like a 11 to 13 is kind of crazy. Actually, I mean, a lot of girls get it earlier. I don't know, but... It's the beef. Hormones in the beef. It is. It's all that milk. Getting that period. <laughs> no, but... It's, but... but yeah, I mean, it's like you're... you're uh, that's because it's that's when, when we prolonged life, but the, the we've also extended like... Because it genetically, just we're, we're organisms. We're here to procreate. So, like, why, why, you know, when a guy's drunk and he wants to come in a girl, it's like, well, that's everything in his body's telling him, just finish... Just come inside of her. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that's a that's a battle that I don't know if women understand. Like the that like that that the men have to be like, whoa, just know not to do that. But yeah. like that's what how you have kids. It's the only thing. It's like people like congratulations for having kids. It's like well that's the easiest thing. And I don't mean to make light of people that are trying to have kids. You know right. what I mean? Like I know it doesn't always work out, but people have kids on accident. Teenagers have kids on accident. Yeah. That's not the hard part. The hard part's not raising a jackass. But like. In your instance, you know, yeah, I mean, you have to have priorities long term. So he just, what, he just dumped you after three and a half years? I mean, it was a mutual thing because we would always be fighting about that. And it was a lot of the sobriety thing, too, because, like, we had gotten sober at one point together, and then I didn't want to stay, and then he did. Um, so Sounds like a stand-up guy. Sober, dude. <laughs> well, then he, then he knocked up a stripper. But so what no matter do? what, like, if you have different life goals, like, there's just no way that works it's out. It's never going to work out. Yeah. I'm just, my, my way of looking at it, while I while I could see a world where I, I have kids and I'm going to, I'd be a fucking kick-ass dad. Are you, you kidding be. me? Are you kidding me? You guys are, are you guys going to do that one day? I don't know. Look, the we dog had the shits last week and it tore oh, us apart. Oh, my God. I told my mom. <laughs> It really did. The, my dog had diarrhea for like four days straight because we like Aww. couldn't get him into the vet. They were booked. So, you know, Listen, it was the just audience like a has already thing. heard the, the meltdown. Have but, they? Oh, but yeah. yeah. Slushy I mean, was, shits. It was, it was unbelievable. <laughs> for four days, we weren't using This dog is dog. nine years old. I've never seen anything Aww. like this. It's we, just like... We didn't even use dog bags for about a week. It was because, liquid. How do you pick up a liquid? It's just, <laughs> it's just, it was disgusting. It was, it was horrible. I'm wiping his ass. 
but he he was waking us up every two hours because he had to go outside and poop and like mm. middle of the night dave was on duty and i was so grateful it really I had to learn i had to learn and i never knew i needed to know this but i had to learn which way to wipe a dog's ass you got to go with the fur oh my you don't want to go against the you fur you go i had to hold it up like he Pepe was like Le Pew. dripping it was, oh. it was horrible he's doing better but yeah he's a fucking he's a fucking so we're like Tashi posted on instagram like sometimes i want to have babies and then i'm like looking at that like fuck and then the next photo is like but my dog's got diarrhea so maybe it's not <laughs> but like i have a but in my conscience like while well, it'd be nice to like have a kid and this and that and, and raise something that's mine isn't right. that the most selfish thing in the world it is, i mean it's you can very look at it narcissistic you know yeah. if you think about it because there's so many kids that need homes i mean i would be more open to adopting than i would be to ruining my pussy <laughs> um, but that's just me uh, ruining your pussy. That's a good, I don't know. I just, you know, pussy. like, yes, there's like this, like, sort of like romantic, like, feeling about it, but I mean, basically, your kids either need you, right? Mm-hmm. And so they take up all your time and energy by needing you their first few years, or then they don't want your help and they hate you yeah. for the next 10 we, years. We have plus to solve. That, like, you're still responsible for them legally, but like, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. I, and I Tasha I hated her parents. Really? We had a very tumultuous... Not anymore. No, now we get along fine. Because now they don't... The 3,000 miles maybe helps a little bit. But it's because they don't tell you what to do now. You cannot tell Tasha what to do. It's in fucking sane... Well, that's because she knows. Even when she tells me what to do and I say no, that's a rejection of her. And it's like me telling her, no, I'm not going to do what you want me to do. And then that fucking throws her off. I mean, what is it with you, Tasha? I'm stubborn. <laughs> I know what I want. No, I. We just, yeah, we do. We had a a funny childhood, but but I was saying, better. you know, I was saying, you know, I'm not. I don't mean to speak for you, but you have mentioned before on the podcast how like y- you used to, you know, because they kind of tried to control. Like I don't know what came first. You were they needed to control you because you were out of control, or you were the firstborn, so that's why they controlled you. But either way, you responded to that like a they cat were just being kind thrown of in a bag, strangling me. They didn't, and you know, I think it was part of their parenting style, and I don't fault them for it but they definitely like didn't think of their children as having any sort of like autonomy Mm -hmm. like it was it it was only what they wanted for us and that was it and Mm -hmm. our own like feelings and opinions never mattered some parenting styles are like to be best friends with their kids and Mm -hmm. like you know they listen to their problems even though they're 11 year old problems and like you know it's a dialogue and they sort of like i think doing that instills in your children a sense of like that like their experience matters instead of like minimalizing or minimizing their own experience. Mm -hmm. My parents never really like, we never talked about anything. Well, when you got in trouble for heavy petting, uh, what, what, what what did they do? I don't remember. Were they on your side? No, no, my parents were never on my side about anything. But my question is, is this, did, how did that happen? Did you, were you born with that edge? Or did it? Or did something happen? I think I'm. I think I was born as a very independent person. Tauruses are known to be very independent and like stubborn and bullheaded, right? I think mm-hmm. I was definitely born a very like independent person, um, and so I think that I kind of gave off this vibe of not needing them, kind uh. of from the get go. And I think they didn't like that because they're my parents and they think that their kids should need them. Um, and then being just kind of like opinionated about like the things that I like and the things that I want to do. If it wasn't like in 
like jiving with their idea of who they I was. Were, you were rebellious. They, you were. I mean, I'm not saying this to. I mean, I think most young women are this way, where like they, you, you're, you're, you're exploring your body, but like they're still thinking of you as a child. Yes. And you got to sneak. Uh, you know, you would just talk about like sneaking makeup on the yeah, school bus and yeah. the little things like that. And it's like, well, who? I mean, obviously, you don't want your kid to be dressed up as some like fucking whore. Yeah, right? but my parents were also like, was, like I wasn't allowed to shave my legs. I got a fucking forest yeah. growing on my legs and I'm not allowed to shave my legs and all of my friends are shaving their legs and wearing bras Mm -hmm. and I like wasn't allowed my mom brought me this stupid fucking training bra (laughs) meanwhile like all of my friends have like bras that actually look like bras right not like a weird one layer sports bra what I love though is your um Tasha has this photo of with the Dreamcatcher earrings. What year was that? Because <laughs> that was, that was because elementary this is, school. Yeah, I mean, this is prepubescent. You were still a fucking asshole. Not We're an like, asshole. No, no, no. Independent. I love you for this. I do. I love you for this. But like, she wasn't allowed to wear these ugly earrings. No, they were not ugly. Why? My dad got them for me from South Dakota. Why were you not allowed to wear them? My mom just like wanted to control literally every aspect oh. of my life. So like she picture like day, dad she picked him. out my outfit, right? Yeah. She like picked out my outfit. She picked out some dumbass bow for me to wear. Can you find the photo? I'm, I'm sure I can. She styled <laughs> my hair the way that she wanted my hair to be styled. And so, you know, I dealt with with it while she did that but it was picture day like you knew no i want to look how i want to look on picture day i don't want to be dressed up like my mom's doll on picture Mm -hmm. day i want to look like how i want to look i'm cool with it it's hilarious the photo's (laughs) hilarious Uh, we'll post it on the page (laughs) the sinister look in her eyes like gotcha bitch she's smiling big ass dream catchers she caught all the dreams i didn't i didn't fully (laughs) think it through right about the fact that i was gonna have to bring home these photos to my mom you know what i mean but um what did she do she was mad no i don't remember her like going nuts about it but i do know that she was mad and my dad thought it was hysterical because he had got me these earrings but um, you have a general respect for your dad that you don't have for your mom my dad's not interfering with my life but would your dad punish you because your mom my dad was actually the scariest one does your mom listen to this podcast? No. Jeannie, rate and review, subscribe. Jeannie, no, look, she's great. She's great. No, There's no shit talking. We all get along really but nicely Tasha now, but... just cannot, she is just like Jurassic Park, like the velociraptor that they like, they like try to, you know, they tie it up like, you know, whatever, and then they take it out of the truck and it's gone and they're like, and then, like she's untamable. She's unfucking tameable. And I'm not trying to take tame her in a way that's other than like i can sometimes it, it's just like i let i let the, the girl go but sometimes it takes days of me just counting my blessings and, and just saging my soul <laughs> and letting her fucking you know she's just this vol- volcanic like lava that just slowly cools off like slowly <laughs> and then hardens and then i got to get in there with a chisel and be like give me my girlfriend back you're Aww. in there but there's been times when Tasha, she, you know, like you, I, w- this, I feel like in a relationship, you're guilty of, um, of, uh, taking notes of past ex- boyfriends and girlfriends. Like yeah. she's mentioned pa- past boyfriends being aloof and like, I don't know, he just wasn't like committed or like all these things. And I'm thinking, uh, and I'm just, you know, all this information. And I'm like, maybe you were just fucking pushing these guys far away because that's also definitely possible. And am I just the only idiot that's like, yeah, I'm coming back now. <laughs> like, you know, we, we had this, those things you used to punch these inflatables and it had like a sand base and you'd put, no matter but how you punch so it, it comes back. Then you're fighting for her, you know? And I think what most guys do is just, they're just 
fucking lazy. Like, when did guys' game get so dickless? Yeah. The game right now is just like, you know what it's, it's an example of? You know when people go fishing and they just like set up a lure and then walk away? That's like how guys hit on you. They'll text you an You're emoji so lucky. on Bumble. Yeah, well, but so lucky what's the, what's the economics of it? Are, the, are these guys not getting laid? No, they're probably getting no, laid. No, it works. So if setting the lure of the it. trap out and the, the Instagrams, I mean, you know, you put a blue check mark next to somebody's name. That's their game. Yeah. That's it. Like we, my we just whole, simplified. The whole purpose of my Instagram is just to thirst trap. Like <laughs> I even put that in my bio recently because I'm like, this. these are only cryptic messages to boys I like. So join in the fun if you like but everybody that's thirst what trap uh, what's your instagram so people can thirst trap you <laughs> it's back carlisle forester two l's right carl or that's three l's so carlisle is c-a-r-l-i-s-l-e oh this is okay forester f-o-r-r-e-s-t-e-r yeah hit me up follow me i'm always doing uh thirst trap saturday <laughs> and uh or go to forester's uh tavern <laughs> over there in oxford is that right is that it's it no still longer there anymore oh, no. no my dad's say, retired oh man what did he do he just yeah. did he save any of the signage or he oh yeah we have a big one in our kitchen but uh he now works at my aunt's bar so his sister has a bar everybody which, has a bar in your family family i was just set up to be an alcoholic from an early age um no but go go check that one out it's in memphis tennessee i love memphis it's Is on it, beale street shut up what's it's the name of the place I, I, silky I want, o'sullivan silky o'sullivan's i don't think touch have you been in uh, beale street Mm-mm. Walking on beans, feet ten. Walking on my feet ten feet off a beal. Can uh, I just closer. tell you, whenever that song plays <laughs> really slowly, it brings tears to my eyes. And I know that's so cheesy to say, but like that's home. Like Memphis is the closest city to where I'm from. Memf- so, oh, really? Yeah. Memphis so is when club. I fly, I actually fly into Memphis because Oxford doesn't have an airport. I got to look at a map here. It's 40 minutes outside of Oxford. It's like for us, it's like driving to Santa Monica. Because we yeah, drove yeah. from her place in Kentucky for New Year's to, to Nashville. Nashville, yeah. Nashville mm-hmm. and Memphis are three hours east uh, and west of each other, mm-hmm. right? So uh, that's so actually you guys, so how, so you're only probably five or six hours from each other, your hometowns, probably, which is crazy because your accents are completely different. Totally different. Yeah. Interesting. But, um... Yeah, so bar owning family, Bill Street, check it out. Little sure. plug for the bar, Silky O'Sullivan's. It is the best bar on Bill Street. There's goats on the patio. Oh, okay. I have photos at this bar. Okay, I've been there. There's like a wait, wait, wait hold on a second. Is there it's like famous. a courtyard? Yes. There's a I, and, there, and there's and goats. there's this and there's always a giant black lady singing. Yes, and she sings about her Barbara pussy. Barbara Blue. Barbara ah, Blue. She Barbara is a Blue. she is a Grammy award winning blues singer. She's so good. She has residency at Silky's. She sings there. We every should night. go to Memphis next time we're in, oh, toiling you guys around the would Midwest. Have so much fun. And go there and tell them you're my friends. My aunt will hook you She's up. She's great. Yeah, she sings about her vagina or her pussy cat or whatever. It's, yeah. It sings about her pussy. But anyway. <laughs> this, this woman has so much And there's power goats. In her and there's voice. goats. And the goats have little like staircases, like ramps. My dad can... built that. Fuck. My dad built that castle because goats have to climb a lot or they're not happy. Yeah. So you couldn't just put them in a fenced in area. They would go insane. So he built like a winding staircase that they can go up to the top. They can look out and it looks like a castle. Where were we? So were we cool. in Flagstaff? We were in somewhere in Arizona and there was goats on the roofs of was this whole town. Was that Arizona? I, I yeah, be, it must have been. Un, out- oh, that was where it was in uh, British Columbia, which I can't yeah, remember no, now. Yeah, no, it was BC. Br- okay, so I of don't course know. Either the Canadians. Way. The, I don't know. Maybe it very was far Arizona. apart places. Either way, Either there's a way, town. Either way, we were with a bunch of hippies. There's a it town, was like a very and they've town. got like t- 
10 to 15 houses in this town, and the houses have grass roofs, and the goats just hang out on the roofs. That is I so shit crazy. you not. And there was also like a deer. I remember there was like some animal with hoofs just walking across the street. <laughs> like th- that's what separates pets from animals is hoofs. Yeah. I feel like you don't have pets with hoofs. I don't know. Because I love pigs, but like snouts and hoofs for me. Anyway, so we should probably get out of here. Because <laughs> I feel like we could talk all day. But um, anyway, so you've got a podcast, Two Girls. I do. It's called Two Girls, One Guy Podcast. Great podcast. So uh, My co-host is Zara Ali, another very funny comedian. And uh, we just interview dudes, uh, sometimes famous, sometimes just like Dave. <laughs> sometimes like Dave. <laughs> some talented with a career and some, some like Dave. Which, by the way, true or false? Zara told me the episode I did, you lost the memory card. We did not lose it, but they lost it. Okay, but it was lost. It was lost. Because I thought you guys didn't like me. No, we you we sometimes have used that excuse in the past, but you were legit lost. <laughs> I thought I kicked ass on that episode. You did, but no. I also thought I talked a lot of shit. So I was wondering, like, maybe no. it was a better thing that it got we lost. We can do it again. I mean, if you have time, we can do. it I'd again love to sometime. do it again because it was a really good episode. That was unfortunate, but uh, but I totally believe they lost it because it's like one dude and there's like 15 episodes back to back every day, and it's like oh god, he's poor Mike Schmidt. He's just running this whole thing. It's I don't taking blame a him. It's just yeah, it's probably it's but a lot. it's getting better. We we now have a new sound engineer. Oh, cool. So and you record at the world famous comedy store, famous right comedy below store. the stage that uh, Richard Pryor and Robin Williams right. and others uh, lit themselves on fire and blew a lot of lines of coke and stole There's material. There's a lot of ghosts in that basement shot. area for sure. Sam Kinison, men jumped off roofs to their death outside of there. Read All the book right. I'm dying up here. The book <laughs> I'm dying up here. I mean, it is a, it, this place, I mean, even last year, a guy was shot dead on the patio. Yeah. When I was there a few weeks ago, there was a crazy dude on like bath salts who drove his, drove his sports car. You know, did you hear about that? No. Oh yeah. It happened at, on Monday at signups for the mic. He drove his sports car. Like it was like, he was like, popping gear so it was like skidding and braking nonstop, and he drove it trying to like get away into the into the back area where like mitzi's parking spot is and then not realizing that you couldn't escape Mm -hmm. uh they tried to flee the scene and and, like bouncers like tackled them and they ended up getting arrested it was fucking nuts and they were just like either white or hispanic dudes that were just out of their fucking tits on bath salts or whatever synthetic weed does you know what i mean And they went fucking nuts. And I was like Snapchatting. And then they yelled at me for Snapchatting. I'm like, can I not report on this thing? Let me live my life. Yeah. And it was just that that place is a a dark hole that attracts chaos. Why are you still Snapchatting? Sorry. Well, I say that. That's but my. You mean I meant Instagram stories. I, okay, I really okay. Snapchat is a dead. I mean, I'm not. I'm Poor not hip Snap. enough. I didn't know if you had like a sub following of 15 year olds that really. There's need one you to person. One person named Beth who listens to the podcast who will write me on Snapchat and I'll respond like months. Shout too out, late. Beth. Shout out to Beth. But dude, um, I had on my Snapchat at one time like over 30,000 people watching every snap. Yeah, because no you're joke. hot. No, <laughs> listen, and I completely. Let it go away. I completely let it go away. I just couldn't keep up. Yeah, it's a and lot. now I'm on Instagram and like you know, two thousand people watch a snap. It, but social media is just the worst. It's so um, annoying. I, well, it's anyway, just, follow us on. Yeah. <laughs> no, because it does. It's not a true indicator of talent. So so many times, like I'll, I'll do my Bachelor recap videos on YouTube. Everybody on Monday nights, <laughs> Bachelor recap, Bachelorette recap, and I'll do them. And there's these two dudes that get like right now, and I know this. They've got about seven thousand views from their 
last video. Mine's at like a thousand and fifty, right? Ooh. And I'm like, fuck, man, fuck. And I and it's no shit against them, but I'm looking at how many comments and upvotes and all this, and I'm like, I'm loving what I'm doing. And Tasha's like, well, maybe you need to be like less crude because one person was like, yeah, you're coming off racist. And I'm like, there was a black dude in the segment serving fried chicken to eight white people, and I'm not supposed to just acknowledge what I'm watching that they they did this to me. I'm watching this, so right. I like to call out shit and just not be PC. And if someone's got wide teeth i make fun of it and in the comment section if you want to make fun of my nose have at it boys go for it it's just like an open roast forum but like some people when i when they watch the first episode like it's the first time they've seen me and they're like mm-hmm. eh, what the fuck is this shit and then they and then i've never seen them again they're gone but there's such a culture of dudes that are doing these like bachelor recap things and it's all dudes that have girlfriends that are forcing them to watch the show anyway you're Meanwhile, like how is the one that forced me <laughs> really yes I really force you. Yeah, I lock her down. Like, how how's, how am I going to make this worthwhile? Oh, I'll make YouTube videos about well, it. I like Bachelor like better. Such a following. Like, people Dude, who it like really The does. Bachelor, they are obsessed with The Bachelor. I can't get into it because it's such a time commitment. Yeah. Those shows are like two hours so long. long. And so it's like, coming up next. And then I, but so I, I, I start them. It's, the show starts at 8 o'clock, right? So I get home. I, we started at like 8.20. That way it's buffered, mm-hmm. right? And then I can fast. Previously, come. <laughs> If you get rid of the previous season, the coming up, there's six minutes of content. Yeah. Six, so you're watching six <laughs> minutes of content. And then I post it, and then there's a whole Reddit uh, forum. Here's the thing. I, I've never – I posted – I could post a stand-up video, one comment, two comments. If I post – I post one about mansplaining, and it got like 40,000 because it was like the hot topic, like gender. But when you post a Bachelor video, you're going to get 60 comments. You're going to get insightful people writing. And then – They call it Bachelor Nation. Like the people who are like really into <laughs> yeah. it, they're all like Bachelor nation yeah but so anyway like it's so but like so i'm not by any means the most popular person who recaps it but i'm not also doing like this like oh you know i'm, I'm hate i'm hate fucking it with my in my response <laughs> do you know what i mean and Tasha was like well maybe you need to be less vulgar and it's like i think i need to be more me and just like let my shit you know what I mean? I'd rather have an army of a thousand people than seven thousand who liked it because it was like, oh, and this is good. It's like, right. no, I'm shitting on Becca. The I don't like like <laughs> she's nice, but I'm not attracted to her. And you you, you talk so like with Bachelor, you can have thir- you can have thirty girls, or women, women, sorry, my girls, women uh, who don't have jobs that decide to go and abandon their children. Same with the dudes; they don't have jobs either. But anyway, so my buddy Leo's on the show, and I didn't know till the day of. Oh. I used to play baseball with his Instagram following is going up and I was like, and I shouldn't, I can't say it, but I can't say, well, so he, uh, he's bu- he's busy for a while and I, I don't think he, you know, what won, whatever. I think winning is, is, uh, getting your heart broken. Winning is coming in third place. Yeah. Cause if you're second place, that means you literally as a guy, they make the, the fine, the two finalists propose, mm-hmm. which is insane. And they, and they like tell the bachelorette not to like stop them too early, Yeah, which is fucking they probably psychotic. Get a bonus. They probably get like a hundred bucks for every minute. So they probably- only like very few times does the girl, does the bachelorette stop the guy before he humiliates himself right. so he's like alright I haven't been stopped yet I guess this is good and he gets down on, on his <laughs> knee and he and then he goes Becca you've and, he start, and he's nervous and he's got the Neil Lane diamond ring that they picked out and it's all like commercials they and they, they shot they shot the opening separately with a high def camera or whatever and he's like Becca you've made me and she goes stop and then he goes fuck <laughs> 
And then that's when he knows, oh, this whole thing that I built. And they don't have social media. They don't have access to newspapers. They know nothing other than what the producers are feeding them. Mm-hmm. Dude, just keep – she's into you. Just play it cool, blah, blah, yeah, blah. Yeah, They've yeah. all fucked. They've done the fantasy suite. It's insane. Then here I am talking to making a fried chicken joke. And it's like you're watching a show where people fuck on camera on ABC owned by Disney. I'm the bad person. Sorry about that. My apologies. <laughs> Sorry, I swear. And there's some people that will be like, oh, you're too vulgar. Oh, I'm sorry. Go back to living your disillusioned life where this lady breaks seven people's hearts. But she, she I mean, and it's like she just had her heart broken. Right. He, he, she won. He proposed to her. They were dating. He brought the camera crew to break up with her and be like, sorry, can I get that ring back? And he just oh slowly like took the ring off of her. He was like, we got to go. And he was manipulated. Because as it, as it comes out in the show, he breaks up with her and then he keeps following her and she's like, go away, leave me alone. <laughs> and then like he'll go away. The producers, this is from Ari, said he walked outside and they're like, go back inside. She's calmed down. Just go talk to her one more time. And they wouldn't let him leave. Oh, God. And yeah, then we're the watching it, like disgusting. judging it, but we're only seeing some highly edited version of what happened. Oh, of I would recommend to anyone who is a Bachelor fan or a Bachelorette fan to watch Unreal. I thought you were going to recommend that they watch my YouTube videos. No, I was going to recommend so that they watch Unreal because all of this stuff is made up. It's all set up by the producers. It's not reality TV. It's just like... And then, and then they dump them off with 100,000 Instagram followers and say, good luck. You can't have a normal job. Good yeah. luck. And then they go, okay, I'll, I guess I'll sell tea. I, like, <laughs> I guess I'm going to whiten my teeth or something. And they all live in Santa Monica and go to the bungalow. So you can go hang out with them. They're all true. fucking. I mean, I've, uh, I, you know you live in L.A. too long when you're in road rage and you look over and it's Alex, the short guy from season 19 or whatever. And you're like, the fuck do I know this? For? I don't need this info in my head. Anyway, what's the point of all that? You can watch you, There was that, no point. There was you no were point. trying to wrap up the episode yeah. and then you went on a bachelor tangent. That was just a tangent. So go check out... Uh, <laughs> Carlisle's podcast. <laughs> two girls, one guy podcast. Spelled like the number two and the number one. And if you uh, want a thirst trapper or whatever, can guys, have you ever met a guy through your uh, DMs? Like, is that an option? Do guys, because well, guys. on a date tonight with a D. Really? <laughs> really? Hey. Well, what was his uh, opening line? Like, what got your attention? Just that he was like relentless. Like, this guy <laughs> has been asking me out for like a year straight, just re- responding to every story. You're so beautiful. Let me take you out to dinner. Blah blah blah, and then the like, guy that I nice, like, the guy creepy. that I actually, yeah, it's like to me, you know, but you beggars through, can't be choosers. You looked so, through his uh, Instagram and you said, oh, he's got decent photos, social. Uh, yeah, life. I mean, he's really hot. But then what really happened was that the guy that I really liked uh, ghosted me for a couple weeks. So guess what? This guy gets a dinner date. Oh yeah, and now I'm in the middle of both things because other guy resurfaced, and this no, is what guys no, need no, to no, fucking no, no, know. No, no. Not allowed. Get yeah. rid of him. Tasha just yeah. got sassy black hairstylist <laughs> on you. No, 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 no. <laughs> you have to watch this YouTube version to see Tasha's hand movement. She just, no, 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 girlfriend. She got oh, about, like, be like, guys need to show up high value. And, like, that sort of behavior is low value. What, like, ghosting? Yeah, ghosting. Well, he, be, no, he explained, like, what was going on with him. You're like, so, Dave, make an excuse for his shitty non-birthday friend. Yeah. It, it made me feel better because, like, he did have an excuse and it wasn't just that he didn't like me. But I always overreact. What was when people ghost me just that he was going through something and he was moody and he didn't want to be moody. Like, it's a new thing. So Red he, flag. But, like, but this is the thing. If you ghost me, I do the ultimate ghost. I block. I'm a big blocker. So it got 
really spun out of proportion. You exercise the ghost out of the house. I'm like, oh, you're going to ghost me? holy water on that bitch. Expect some fucking paranormal activity. (laughs) (laughs) A paranormal activity. I I, I never thought I'd hear some, expect some paranormal activity, bitch. That's a (laughs) phrase I didn't think I'd ever hear, but good Uh, to know. I wanted to tweet that, and then I later decided it made me sound crazy (laughs) to anybody that might want to date me. That's a brand. Crazy is totally a brand. I I say keep keep a back burner guy because no, you might fuck up the one. main course. Yeah, no, 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 not just thank one. You. Three or four. Tasha's back to waving her hand at people. I'm, the what are you, in a choir? Guy, what are you doing with your... The no, I'm passionate about this. <laughs> the purpose of the back burner guy right now is to like take up my time so that I don't... Uh, ruin the thing that's what i'm saying <laughs> and men have to realize that too with women like tasha wasn't giving me the time of day and i was it. like well i'll text somebody else yeah if you're not going to give me the time and i'm and this isn't playing games this is like early on yeah but like look if you don't if you don't want me i'll, I'll, well, I'll, I'll marilyn monroe quote it if you don't like, love me at my yes. fucking <laughs> i live by that fucking quote you're not gonna love me at my cool like whatever i don't know uh how it works but yeah you need because uh, then you don't put so much pressure on it and they go oh he's actually got a life because we're all worried about, about being like fucking like it, overcome it seems with, to me the thing that guys are so attracted to these days they want you to be busy yeah they want you to be so fucking busy. we're frightened we're frightened no it's yeah. about high value it's like high valuing yourself and they mm. need to show up high value too it's like i value my time as the most important thing i value my social life as the most important thing and they're they're attracted to that mm. you following your passions you like doing your own things with your own friends like they don't want somebody who's willing to like drop everything to go see them whenever they're right. free after they were non-existent for three weeks and now they're only free on saturday so you're going to cancel your plans with your friends to show right. up no, no that's just not how it works you sh- you treat yourself high value and if they can show up high value too then that's what's important Bam. but if they're showing up low value only texting you after midnight or like not being responsive or like trying to like have like a date night at their house instead of taking you out to dinner like they're supposed to like that's my go-to <laughs> come on we'll hang out have some wine on the porch it's my go-to but that's what i'm saying it's like that's that's why it's high value to, it's optics to well it's not optics it's a, it's about show like putting yourself first oh yeah for him uh, to show yeah effort. you gotta show effort and you'll get you'll get something if you if you're at the higher version of yourself and when like, you're dating dress for the like, job you want it's almost like that idea like dress for the job you want and if you're like casually dating i'm not talking about sleeping with five dudes at once but like if you're like casually going out Heavy hanging petting. out with and seeing three to five guys at the same time you're not gonna be acting all desperate when like right. this guy shows up but when guys do that you call us a fuck boy well are you fucking i think girl? i think the idea is you you plant a bunch of seeds this isn't i'm not saying come on people <laughs> people but you plant a bunch of seeds and you see which one takes roots and you go yeah. oh geez well i gave you all fair and water maybe and somebody shade. that you think is a backup guy actually is the guy that shows up the most high value and is the one that ends up winning I mean, your heart he's a trump supporter so i don't think yeah. so but USA, USA. <laughs> who knows i mean who knows look i mean Oh, said too a, much on this podcast. We have a Trump supporter on the podcast next week, Brian Day. We almost wrapped I'll it up. I'll be sure to not be here. No, of course you will. Uh, no. You can like Trump no, support. You can no. like people. You can like people that you but disagree with. I like people some- with differing opinions as long as they are not being disrespectful of other people. And at this point, I feel like many Trump supporters have just decided that they don't care about black people or minorities. Well, I hope they care to immigrants. still listen to this podcast. But can I just say, Trump supporters can also make you come just as much as not. <laughs> and I've done the research. <laughs> so yeah, get that. that kink. You get know? that. You're fired. <laughs> anyway, look, we got to get out of here. We 
we could talk for days, but uh, so come back fun. on the podcast after you've uh, been on a date with this guy. Yeah, we want to hear about it. And um, yeah, so let's uh, do a follow up episode. Two girls, one guy. Is that, two right? girls, one guy podcast. Two girls, one guy podcast. Carlisle Forrester. And again, for uh, if anyone has any questions about the episode or wants to write in, sexactuallypodcast at gmail.com. And uh, we changed the handle for the Instagram. It's at the dot sap. Uh, it's just so fucking annoying. If you just type in the sap, it'll, that'll, it'll pop up. But um, anyway, go go uh, support us. And we just took new photos. We just took new photos with um, Matt Doheny, who was a podcast guest two weeks ago. And um, after the podcast, we did a photo shoot. So those photos, I just started posting them on the Instagram. And yeah, they got a lot of love. There's yeah. trap. Yeah, thirst trap. <laughs> thirst trap us. Send us a note. Send us some love. Subscribe, rate, review. Um, if you do want to be part of my email list, uh, just write us an email at sexactuallypodcast at gmail.com and it'll automatically add you to the email list where we add updates and uh, tour dates and this and that. Um, I'm going back to New York uh, end of end of June, I think. I haven't bought the ticket yet, but they're still under 300 bucks, so I've been waiting. <laughs> I'm waiting till they're out of my price range. I'm like, fuck, why didn't I get it? But anyway, if you're in the New York area, I'm coming to you. Um, do we cover everything? I think so. That's it. Thanks so much for being a part of the podcast. Eat your muffin now. Yeah. Bye, everybody. Tell me how good that was. Really? I know, sorry. And you, and I performed it. Well, I gave you the I gave you the big ones because they have a longer cord. 